This is Books of Titans, the podcast dedicated to the influences of influencers. The books that have helped shape prominent inventors, business leaders, athletes, intellectuals, scientists, and others. We'll talk about what makes these books such classics and at least attempt to have an intelligent discussion about what makes them so important and influential. Hello, this is Eric Rostad coming to you right outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Today I'm going to cover Keep Going by Austin Kleon. 10 Ways to Stay Creative in Good Times and Bad. This was not part of my 2019 reading list, uh, but I snuck this one in, so don't tell anybody. Austin was just in Nashville uh, last week, and I attended an event where he spoke about this book, and then I got to do the meet and greet where he signed the book, and I also was able to ask him a question during the, the Q&A session, and I'll highlight the question I asked and the, the answer that he gave, uh, which, was, which was, was quite interesting. This episode will consist of three segments. The first will be a brief introduction to the book and the author and my initial reaction. Second segment, three different ideas that stuck out to me in the book. And then the third segment is the one thing, my one key takeaway from this book. And then I'll, I'll also hi- uh, highlight that question and answer that, uh, that I did with him in in the third segment so two two main goals for this episode one is just to keep it short this is a a short book so you can read it uh rather quickly so i don't want to take a a long episode when uh when i want to encourage you to just actually read the book yourself and then secondly uh, i want to introduce you to austin if you don't know who he is so let's get to that right into segment one here austin he's uh 35 years old uh which means he's a millennial he was born in 1983. 1982 is the is the rough cutoff point for for being a millennial, and that that uh, was surprising to me because I expect him expected him to be older, at, at least older than me. I'm I'm 39, and I think the only reason I I thought he was older than me is is he's he's wise. He's uh, he has a lot of insight, and and especially getting to see him in person and, and hear him speak. He, he takes a lot of the ideas that, that you'll hear out there, but then kind of takes them to the, to the next step. And he's, he's fantastic at combining ideas, uh, that, that creative step, step of, of just combining things that, that you, you've, you may have never thought of, of to, to combine. And then uh, he gets a, a new insight out of that. So I've appreciated that about Austin. This is the third book of his that I've read. And, um, so a little more about Austin. He, he was born in Ohio, uh, but now appropriately resides in Austin, Texas. So Austin lives in Austin. He was his high school valedictorian, and he is the author of, of a total of four books. This one, obviously, keep going, but then his he has Steal Like an Artist and Show Your Work, which all have a, a similar structure to, to this book. And then uh, another book called Newspaper Blackout. So Steal Like an Artist was the first that I read of his, and that book basically busts the creativity myth that, uh, you know, you, you creative people, the people that, that, that create the art and the, write the books, they're just waiting for inspiration, and inspiration comes, and then they write, uh, and he kind of busts a lot of those myths, and, and actually, the, the best artists are out there stealing, so they're, they're finding the best ideas, and they're they're putting them together and they're matching them with their style. And it's not, uh, it's not this inspiration only type of club. 
So really helpful in that sense. Show Your Work was one that uh, that was on the 2017 reading list for the Books of Titans project. So uh, I'll link in the show notes to our podcast episode. Jason and I discussed Show Your Work back in, in 2017. But that, that book really talked about daily habits in terms of sharing what you're working on and, and utilizing so- social media to, to share your, your projects and really to kind of share some of the behind the scenes type of work. And I love that idea. I've, I've taken a lot of that to, to heart in, in how I share about the Books of Titans project. And so that, that book was, was one of the more immediately, uh, one, well, ones that you could, you could really right away put into to practice. So very practical book. His other book, The Newspaper Blackout, that, this really get, gets into his uh, artistic style. He'll, he'll take a newspaper article and then circle specific words. And then if you read those words in order, it, it creates a, a poetry of, of, of sorts. And then he'll black out all the other words. So, so you just see these, these words. And, and I love that idea because it, it's, it's, it's working within a constrained system. So he can work within the words that are in that article, choose from those, and then block out all the rest and then create something that he wants to say. And, and he'll, in this book, it, it, he has a lot of those, a lot of these newspaper blackouts in, in the book, Keep Going, and then also in, in Steal Like an Artist and Show Your Work. So, but, but it'll relate exactly to what he's talking about. And it's just, it's just kind of a neat thing because you're, you're reading it in the text, but then you see this newspaper uh, blackout thing uh, saying something very similar to how he says it, but it's, it's constrained in a way, but it's also kind of makes it stick out more. It's, it's really cool. So um, if you follow him on Instagram, you'll, you'll see some of these as well. This book, uh, I, I read it today. Uh, it's today's May 8th when I'm recording this episode and I, I read the book today. It didn't, it wasn't multiple days. It took an hour and a half. So it's, it's a short book. It's 213 pages, but probably a third to a half of those pages are newspaper blackouts or um, images, photos, different things. So it, it's a quick book. Most of his books are, are that way, but don't let the time or the size of the book fool you because they each one of them have been very impactful so a lot of insights in 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 his book uh initial reaction this this one was really a breath of fresh air uh i I think of austin's books kind of grounding you things may be chaotic especially if if you're if you're doing chaotic uh, uh creative work um a lot of people talk about that that process of of finding order out of chaos. Uh, Madeline Langle speaks of that. So creating order out of chaos. So there's a lot of chaos around you, but he, he kind of just grounds you to, all right, it's okay. It's going to be chaotic, but here's, here's how to move forward. And this book for him came out of just a kind of a dry period. And how, how do you keep going when you're not maybe loving what you're doing every day or you're just not finding the inspiration or you're not finding the, the joy as you once, once did, how do, how do you move forward? And, and so that's what this book really, really hits on. The structure of the book is, is he starts it off with, with why he wrote it. 
um, kind of with those, those ideas of, of it's, it's a book he needed for himself. And then uh, sticking with how the other books are, are structured, there's, there's 10, 10 different ideas. So he has 10 ways to stay creative in good times and bad. And these can range from uh, build a bliss station to you are allowed to change your mind. As for who should read the book, definitely creatives. You'll, you'll get a lot, a lot of, out of this book. And again, it's probably under two hours time to, to read it. And, uh, but I don't, I don't necessarily consider myself a creative. Uh, my, my wife is a singer songwriter. She's, 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 she's the creative one in, in our family, but I, I still get a, a lot out of Austin's book. So even if you're just kind of looking for a breath of fresh air, this is, this is a good one to pick up. If this is your first time listening to the podcast, welcome and thanks for checking it out. I started the Books of Titans project because I needed help picking out the best books. I found out what some of the world's top performers were reading and started reading those books to the tune of 52 per year or one a week. I set my reading list a year in advance and then I share it online. That creates accountability and a connection with others who are reading those same books. I want you to experience the benefits of having a yearly reading list. To that end, the Books of Titans website is stock full of resources to help you find the best books. I've also opened up the website to where you can begin sharing your own reading list. This will allow you to share it with others, write reviews, and rate each book. I have three different plans with the first one starting at just $9 a month. Your books will be placed in a visually stunning format that you can share on social platforms. Go to booksoftitans.com forward slash mybooks for more details. I will also link in the show notes to Larry from Atlanta, who just shared his reading list on the Books of Titans website. These, he has some excellent books, 51 in total, that he'll be reading during 2019. And I, I'm, I got some ideas for my, my list next year just from looking at his list. So check out the show notes for, for, for Larry's list. So now back to the book. And in segment two here, I'm going to cover three ideas that I both heard Austin talk about last week and then also... Uh, read again in the in this book, and the first is that of uh, of this idea of creativity versus productivity, and this comes in a section where he's he's talking about tidying up, but not in the sense of like Marie Kondo tidying up. Um, he, uh, here, let's I'm going to go right into the book. You may think that if your studio is tidy, it will free you up to be more efficient, and therefore you will produce more. Maybe that will help you in the execution stage of your work if you're, say, a printmaker pulling prints, but it won't help you come up with an interesting design for the next print. It's always a mistake to equate productivity and creativity. They are not the same. In fact, they're frequently at odds with each other. You're often most creative when you're the least productive. You're often most creative when you're the least productive. I loved that. I, it also made me think of a, a recent book that I highlighted in in uh, a recent episode of the podcast. I'll, I'll link to that in the show notes. And that, that was for the book AI Superpowers by Kai-Fu Lee. And in that book, he talked about productivity. And, and if, if productivity is your goal and in, in you're becoming more machine-like in a way in, in how you do your work, you are setting yourself up to be competing directly against robots and artificial intelligence and they are going to win the productivity game every single time so important distinction 
you always got to, there, there's the balance between creativity and productivity. And as we move forward with AI becoming more powerful, that creativity side is going to continue to be more and more important to set, to set ourselves up uh, apart from, from what AI and robots will be able to do much better. A second thing he highlighted in, in this book and, and something that really stuck out to me when he spoke was the idea of, of the personal brand. And he really attacked that idea. And, and it was funny because you just, you always hear people say, yeah, well, you've got to have your own personal brand. You've got, you've got to market yourself. You've got to, you know, you've got to, you've got to push that forward on, on different platforms and, and, and have your own personal brand. And he says he just hates the idea. And here's, here's the section in the book. The internet, unfortunately, is no longer a safe place to do any kind of experimental thinking, particularly for some somebody with an audience or any kind of brand. And then in parentheses, he says, that awful word, brand, as if we're all cattle with our own owner's mark burned into our flesh. No, if you're going to change your mind, you might have to go off-brand and offline in the place to be off-brand. Your bliss station, your studio, a paper journal, a private chat room, a living room full of trusted loved ones, these are places to really think. And this comes in a section, uh, that's the end of the quote, this comes in a section where he's talking about you are allowed to change your mind. And I think that's really important to, to remember for creatives. And especially if this personal brand thing is being pushed or if, if you feel that uh, the pressure of, of that in any way, that you've always have to to live up to that brand or do things how you've always done them or have the same ideas you've always had. So that that's really bad for creativity and you need to be able to, to, to change your mind, to, to, to think new ways, uh, to do things in, in different ways. He, in, in his talk, this wasn't in the book, but in his talk, he, he talked about brand guidelines and how he hates those. And I mean, I've even put those together for clients where it's, you, you put together um, a, a logo and, and a website. And, and so the brand guidelines are, are the fonts you can use, the, the way you can present the, the logo. And yes, that helps with consistency, but people want change. People, people want to, to experiment. And, and by constraining the brand, it, it, it could hurt things as well. This, this section made me think back to one of my teachers in, in grad school. And the first day of class, this, this guy came in. This was my entrepreneurship teacher. And, and he came in and he said, everything you think is wrong. And that was a really, it was a really powerful thing to, to think about. Everything that you think is wrong. And, you know, probably a lot of what you think may be right. But I think just to have that mentality of, of always questioning things, every kind of looking at everything that you do, the way you do it. And, you know, maybe perhaps this is wrong and, and being open to, to, to changing your mind. Third idea that stuck out was that of, of news. And he, he highlighted, uh, Henry David Thoreau. And at the time, uh, Thoreau gave up just reading the, the weekly newspaper because it, it was too much for him. It, it took away from his being present and, and being there for, for his own life. And uh, we, Austin just thought that was kind of funny because now we're just inundated with news. And, and, but Thoreau, just one, one day a week, it, it was too much for him. 
And, and Austin said he reads the Sunday paper, and that allows him to stay informed and, and be an informed citizen. But um, I've, I've opted for no news uh, as part of this Books of Titans project. And I know there's pros and cons to that. I, I'm, I'm probably missing out on some news, but I, I, I'm also that there's just so much going on right now, and it's hard to tell what's true, what's not, what's what's overly biased, what's not overly biased, what's um, I guess more correct in the story, and what's not. I'm I'm just not smart enough to 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 weed through that, and so I've I've opted for for no news. But uh, I, I thought he, he, he contrasted that well with a later quote in the book by Jessica Crispin, which uh, here's the quote, we give things meaning by paying attention to them. And so moving your attention from one thing to another can absolutely change your future. So that, that's a, a really good way to think of different things in your life. And, and for this example, uh, for news. So just think of news right now. We give things meaning by paying attention to them. So are we giving in our lives, are we giving meaning to news by paying attention to it? Uh, and, and so moving your attention from one thing to another can absolutely change your future. What if you changed that attention you're paying to, to news and, and constantly being looking at news and, and constantly being in the news to reading more books or, or as, as Austin in this book suggests, reading old books. What if, what if you shifted some of that attention? What if you shifted your attention from your phone to the people around you? I, I, I just liked this idea in, in thinking through this of, of how much is too much, how much is information overload, uh, and, and how much is this harming us? So just three, three uh, neat things to think about from this book and three of many though uh just there's the 10 ideas the 10 main ideas but then within each of those 10 main ideas austin has a lot of different different things to think about for each one now on to segment three and the one thing my one key takeaway from this book this is also the thing that stuck out to me most when I heard Austin speak last week here in, in Nashville. And it's this. He, he, he described the, the current situation where if somebody presents a, a hobby of theirs or something they've made, maybe they've sewn together this beautiful pillow or they've painted something or they have this idea, what, what's our initial response? What's your initial response? I know mine is you could monetize that. You could, you could put that up on eBay or, or Etsy and make some money. And I, I love that Austin points this out. He says we've turned hobbies into side hustles. And he says that might not be the best thing. I, I want to read one section here. He said we're, we're, we're now trained to heap praise on our loved ones by using market terminology. The minute anyone shows any talent for anything, we suggest they turn it into a profession. This is our best compliment. Telling somebody they're so good at what they love to do, they could make money from it. We used to have hobbies. Now we have side hustles. One of the easiest ways to hate something you love is to turn it into your job. Taking the thing that keeps you alive spiritually and turning it into the thing that keeps you alive, literally. 
You must be mindful of what potential impact monetizing your passions could have on your life. You might find that you're better off with a day job. And I love that. I love that he pointed that out. I mean, I'm I've even I, I'm always trying to think of, of ways to monetize this, the the books of Titans. I'm I'm always thinking of different ways that 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 I could potentially make money out of, off of it. And and yeah, that would be nice for for my family and and extra income and, and that sort of thing, but it could also take away from the passion of of what I'm doing. And and I even saw this in my my own life. Uh 15 or so years ago when out of college, I started a job. I, I, I had my regular job. I was working during the day and then I started leading the music at a, a nearby church. And I had led music for my church youth group in high school and then also in, in different college ministries. And so I'd been doing it for six years at that point And it was always for free. Like I, I'd never made any money doing that. It was just for, for the love of it. But but once I started getting paid for it as as this side job, it it changed the game and it it was strange. It it wasn't it it really took the passion out of it. And I ended up quitting that that job at the church and and just starting to play in in restaurants and bars and with different artists uh, to play the violin with with different artists instead of of leading the the, the music at at this church. And I, I always think back to that that example. Um, and, and then just, uh, I'm, I'm glad Austin talked about it here and, and it's just a good reminder for me, not everything that I do needs to be monetized. Not everything that you do needs to be monetized. And there needs to be some space in our lives for hobbies that don't necessarily need to, to become side hustles. So be aware of it. You know, if, you, if you're making money on your hobby, fantastic. If it, if it's not disrupting that hobby or your love of it, great, keep doing it. But just, just beware that, that, that is, it, it can kill, kill the passion. So just beware of that. The other thing I want to do here is just highlight the question that I asked Austin and, and also his, his response. So in, in the Q and a time I asked this question and, and it really comes back, uh, from, from the previous episode, if, if you listen to last week's podcast, where I talked about this idea of, of a hinge book, a, a book that your entire library hinges upon. So is there one book in your library where you, you look at that book and you know you would not have any of the other books in your library were it not for that book? I've started asking this question to a lot of people, and it's been interesting to hear hear the, the responses so far. And what I've noticed so far is that uh, it's not necessarily like a well-known book. Most of the time, it's a book that was read because of passion, because of something that that person loved. I know that's what it was for me. My hinge book was, uh, it was something I loved. And then that book opened up new worlds to me. So, if you don't have a hinge book, the best way, and, and, you, and you're looking to start reading more, the best way is just to read books about topics that you're interested in. So, so back to my question here that I, that I posed to, to Austin. It, it wasn't, I didn't pose what's your hinge book, but I posed what's, what's your hinge anything. And, and I presented it this way because he was talking a lot about his studio and, and how he has it set up. 
and he has books in his studio. He has, uh, he, he cuts things out and, and puts them on the wall. And it's just all the, it's just like inspiration central to him. And so the question I posed was, when you look at your studio, when you walk into your studio and you, you see everything on the wall, you see the books in there, is there one thing that you can point to that led to everything in that studio? And that could be a book, it could be a person, it could be artwork, anything. Is there one thing? And without skipping a beat, he responded immediately, immediately and he said, yes, Linda Berry. I had never heard of Linda Berry. Uh, I had to look, look her up. He, he talked about her a little bit, but she's an American cartoonist and graphic novelist. And she, the work that she did, I guess it just inspired him to, to, to say, I could, I could do that. And I could see myself doing that. And so after seeing her work, it, everything else in his life everything in his studio, all of, all of this create creative energy, the books he's written, he says, point back to that one person, Linda Berry. So I, I thought that was really cool. I'm glad he, he answered it right away. I mean, most of the time when I, when I ask people that question, they think about it, uh, for, if not a few hours for, for many days and, and then, uh, and then come back with an answer. So, um, Really cool. I'm, I'm, I'm glad I was able to ans- ask that question and, and was, was pleased with his, his response. So to recap the book, it's a, a short one, packs a punch, a lot of insight, and especially if you're, if you're kind of stuck in your creative process or in your work. This is a good one to, as the title suggests, to keep going. And if you haven't read any of Austin's other books, I'd, I'd suggest getting those as well. Uh, you can get his, his older ones for, for under five bucks now on, on a lot of sites. And they're good, they're good reminders. They're good books to, to pull off the shelf every now and then and, and just remind yourself of, of, um, of these ideas that, that he shares. That's going to do it for this episode. Before I sign off, just a reminder that you can now share your own reading list on the Books of Titans website by going to booksoftitans.com forward slash my books. You can also follow Books of Titans on Instagram or Twitter at Books of Titans. And if you haven't already done so, you can subscribe to this podcast and all of our past episodes through iTunes, the Android Marketplace, or your podcast manager of choice. If you're enjoying the podcast, please go into iTunes, give us a, a, a rating or a review and, and also share your favorite episodes on social media. We'll be back next week with another book. And until then, keep reading, keep learning and keep listening, keep sharing and keep going. I'm out.